Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing good. Is that Rod? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've got video there. Oh, geez, look at your background. Well, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> good. Yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for talking to me today. Are you in Australia? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, yeah, I'm in Victoria. So that's incredible. Um, yeah, great. and you're in you're in Las Vegas. I am Las Vegas. I've done interviews in New Zealand, uh, uh, also Cambodia. There was a, a thing that was called Watch List. It was a, a great thriller. Okay. Was, uh, yeah, so there's, uh, you know, with the, the pandemic, the, all these films are just getting their just, their just uh, awareness. You oh, know? It's so it's, it's, yeah. You know, because we don't have any big budget films taking up everybody's time. So now a lot of critics are just <laughs> looking at all these smaller films and they're amazing. I mean, I think this is the rise of the independence and the art films and documentaries. And so this is a total thrill yeah. to talk to you today about buoyancy because uh, I just loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's a really fascinating time at the moment to see what happens globally with 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 what's happening with COVID. And um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of productions have been shut down and delayed and so it's going to be interesting to see where it where we come out at the other end um you know um but anyway time will tell well you know for buoyancy this was sure an ambitious story for your first feature uh was this a story that you had to tell or how did you hear about uh you know forced labor in the fishing industry in southeast asia how did that come about well i, I was reading some articles um well years and years ago now and um I mean, it's, this is not happening too far from Australia, and um, and I was kind of, you know, shocked, you know, naively shocked at what was what was going on, um, you know, in the Gulf of Thailand and broadly Southeast Asia with this forced labour. And I remember reading some testimonies of survivors, you know, that were a part of those articles. And um, yeah, I just felt this great sadness that their voice you know, it hadn't been heard. And, you know, it's not an issue that's just been going on for a few years. It's been going on for decades. And, um, you know, I thought a great way to kind of bring more exposure um, would be to, you know, make a film about it. And obviously there's a lot in that, like I'm an outsider coming in and, and, and making a film and I always had the intention of making it with them, not for them. And um, there was, you know, that, that involved, you know, a very kind of, um, deliberate process of, you know, interviewing survivors, you know, from the start in the research process. And then, you know, as we got into production, um, you know, having, having people like, you know, play like those Burmese characters, they actually have worked on fishing trawlers and Dam, who plays the captain, he, he worked on a trawler as a kid you know, from, from 11 to kind of 13 years old. So we wanted to, to be as authentic and as informed as possible, um, you know, so, so that it was, you know, effective. It was the Khmer and Thai dialogue. Was that a challenge in making the film? Was, was there ever a language or communications uh, barrier? Oh yeah, of course. Like, uh, you know, there was <laughs> a few different languages going on in the film. Um, and for me, you know, some of the Thais and Cambodians could speak a little English and others couldn't speak any, like Sami, who, who um, plays plays Chakra, he could, his English was pretty good. Um, but then, damn, like Thanawakasra, who plays a captain, he, he didn't, he doesn't know much English. So, you know, it's just about, you know, putting things in place um, and people. So Non, who was the casting director on the film, she came on as like a translator, you know, for the Thais, 
you know, when we went into production and, um, you know, she was amazing and she understood the story, like she'd been involved, you know, for so long in the film. So, you know, it was just about making sure that, you know, we had the right people in place to to kind of, you know, make sure that, that there wasn't those, or the challenges weren't bigger than they needed to be, I guess. And tell me about finding Chakra, about finding Sam, because he's the soul of the movie. I mean, the, the film wouldn't work without him and he just, unbelievable performance. Yeah, he's incredible. Like he's never really done any acting before. And, um, you know, we, Non, she went to um, this NGO in Siem Reap in Cambodia called Green Gecko. And um, all those, it's like a an NGO for former street kids. Like they, um, Tanya Palmer, who created it, she, she took in all these street kids, you know, in Sam Reap that, that, you know, from all different ages and Sami was two when she kind of adopted him. And, um, and yeah, the kids there are just phenomenal. That's the best way I could describe it. They're just uninhibited, beautiful kids who, who are so talented. And um, yeah, we went in there and we'd, we'd, we'd already started the process of kind of um, auditioning and, um, as soon as I saw Sami like on camera, you know, he's just so natural and again, he's just so uninhibited in front of camera. And, um, you know, it, it, as soon as I saw him on camera, I kind of knew he was the one, like, I actually thought we we're going to have to cast someone a lot older who had had a lot of, a lot more kind of lived experience, but you know, he was 14 years old, but because of, you know, his experiences, he kind of, he, he had that in spades already. So, um, yeah. And then, just started the process of working with him and you know this you know this issue of human trafficking is very close to you know green gecko and they've been affected by it and you know the whole reason they started is that so these vulnerable kids didn't resort to things like human traffic like didn't didn't get sucked into that world of being you know trafficked across to thailand and um ended up as you know child slaves like the like the films yeah because you, you hear of sex the sex trade, but oh, you never hear of yeah. forced labor. I mean, I never, I mean, the awareness mm. of this, I, I had no idea, you know, that they would uh, 200,000 plus men and boys every year yeah. force labor into that. And, you know, I thought it ironic that, you know, uh, that Traka loses his childhood and he had to grow up really quickly. And uh, yeah. you can just see his progression from being this rebellious teenager to the end some sort of, you know, they created a monster, you know, and you're just hoping that, you know, he gets his humanity back, you know? Yeah, that's, a that's you know, a big, big question the film poses that is, you know, can you retain your humanity after experiencing, you know, this cruel world of, um, you know, modern slavery on these fishing trawlers? And, um, yeah, that's, that's you know, I, I hope the audience comes away with, it, you know, it's, it's a really challenging film to watch, but I hope that they come away with some form of hope for, for Chakra that, um, that, he, that he can retain, you know, his well, humanity despite what he's experienced. You know, Chakra was a slave to his family and he's a slave on a fishing boat. There's really not much difference other than the violence, you know, so he seemed trapped in both worlds. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think the film's not really trying to kind of provide a solution. Like it's a very even though it's a very simple narrative and, and, and quite a simple film, there's so much complexity, um, you know, around, you know, migration 
you know, in these Southeast Asian countries like Cambodia and uh, Myanmar. And, you know, I'm not trying to solve, solve the issue. I'm just kind of trying to express what's at stake, you know, for these guys that do get exposed to this world. And the captain in the movie, he's a tyrant and a killer. And he calls the, the crew and the, the forced labor animals, but he's the animal, mm. is, you know, he's, he's the animal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's quite sadistic. And, you know, after interviewing so many survivors, um, you know, getting a sense of that character and these enforcers on these boats, you know, I didn't want to make him kind of like a caricature. Um, and hopefully, you know, the important relationship between him and Shaka in the film is that, you know, hopefully the audience is asking the question, you know, is Shaka going to become like, um, you know, this captain after experiencing so much because the captain's gone through everything that, that kind of Shaka has gone through as a child. And he's obviously at a very impressionable age, you know, a 14 year old and, you know, not, not kind of quite a man yet, but he is growing up really quickly. And, you know, what's, what's kind of at stake here, you know, if he, if he doesn't escape and, and that he could become inhumane like the, like the captain. So where do you think in buoyancy, where do you think of the film, the chakra where he changed, you know, for, and I was going to wait the ending, you know, where he finally, you know, <laughs> I, I think it was standing on the deck, it was sunset and he sees the body float by, you know, I feel that yeah. was the moment he, he took actions into his own hand. I think that was the moment for me when he did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably di didn't really think about, you know, exactly when he was made that decision. For me, it's more of an accumulation of, of, of moments and beats in the film that lead to it. But, but yeah, it's straw, a, though. there has to be a last. Yeah. Straw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's he was really, taking it's, so much up to that point that I yeah. think that was just, I think he snapped. That's when he just said, I can't. Yeah. Use. Yeah. 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 No, it's a really powerful moment. And, um, you know, it's such a beautiful sunset. You have a beautiful set. I mean, I was like, wow, look at yeah. that beautiful. And all of a sudden, the horror of uh, you know other yeah. fishing boats, you know, throwing people overboard, you know, just because they won't work yeah. or because they're sick or whatever, they just yeah. you know, push them overboard. And I thought, you know, what a beautiful you know setting. And he's looking out, and all of a sudden, I was like, wow. Yeah, there's there's a huge contrast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, the guys, the guys that um, the Burmese guys that that were, you know, they play they play these Burmese characters. You know, they would tell us things like, no, the bodies wouldn't float like this. They would float like that because they'd seen so many out on these trawlers. So when I, when I kind of like talk about the authenticity that we're going for, you know, that's the kind of level of detail that we wanted. And, and, and it was really, yeah. And they would, they would talk about this and how often it would happen and how often they see. And I remember somewhere saying there's a, there's a pile of bones at the bottom, in the bottom of the Gulf of Thailand from all the bodies that have been thrown overboard. Yeah, he finds a femur in the net one day. I was like, yeah, 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 um, yeah exactly. The smell of fish. Was it unbearable at times? I could smell it through my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, want, I wanted that. I mean, for me, directing it, I was, I was probably distracted with what was going on, but I know some of the uh, cast and crew, you know, really had a time, you know, because it's so hot and the smell is just you know, awful, but, um, but I, I, for me, I didn't notice as much. Like I didn't notice, you know, the, the kind of challenges, probably the, a, a lot of the challenges that were there because I was so kind of, um, you know, in, in the, 
in the moment of making the scenes and everything work. So I didn't notice as much, but I'm sure if you ask some of the cast and crew, yeah, wasn't the most pleasant experience. I could smell it. I could smell it. Tell me about uh, finding the boat, because I think that's one of the big characters in the film too. Where did you find that fishing boat to use? Yeah. So again, that comes back to the research process and um, yeah, we looked, I spent a lot of time in Thailand, you know, at ports and, and looking around and talking to fishermen and, you know, there's there's a there's a range of different kind of boats and fishing infrastructure that we could have used on the boats. Like there's different, like they fish for different things and whatnot. Um, and we had to be quite practical because we're making a film too. So we couldn't have the process of fishing too complicated or else it was just going to suck all our time on set by, you know, focusing on that. So, yeah, we, we kind of based it on, you know, those, those Thai fishing boats. And, um, yeah, we had to do a lot of work to make it and put the fishing infrastructure on it, like the arms and stuff so that it, so that it was more believable, like a real kind of Thai fishing trawler, but it's pretty much the same scale and, and yeah, it, it, well, it is a Thai fishing trawler basically. So, yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite moments of the film is, you know, Chaco's in the back of a truck. He's obviously got this, just this dazed look on his face and one of the passengers offers him a drink and he stares at him for a good 30 seconds he doesn't understand how to handle an act of kindness. And then he finally takes the yeah. drink and he has that little smile. So I thought, there's the hope for him now. He's, he's going to be okay. Yeah, wonderful. Like, I mean, that, that's why that scene is there. It's really critical to, you know, for the audience to have hope for him, you know, getting towards the end of the film after what he's experienced. And, yeah, he's, he's you know, he's accepting, you know, something that he hasn't been offered, you know, for kind of his life and yeah he didn't go home did he though because i i kind of feeling he, he just his dad looked and he just went you know i i'm out of here <laughs> still you know I kinda, yeah yeah i think yeah. i think the irony of the the kind of narrative in the film is that you know he kind of gets what he wants like he gets his independence and he gets money but it's just not in but any he's a way man now. He kind of, he, he's yeah a man yeah now. he can't go back after that experience to doing everything for yeah. his father for nothing you know he's you know yeah and also, <laughs> no, and like the reason he he gets back home and he realizes that it's it's not for it's not for him, um, is that you know a lot of the survivors that I talked to they had the hardest time going back home, like to their families and trying to reintegrate with the level of trauma that they experienced, you know, on these boats, like the the kind of severe PTSD. They had real trouble reintegrating back with their families and communities. And so um, for me, that was, he couldn't just go home and for it to be that kind of happy ending where he goes back to his family. I think it it had to be a really, a a moment of tension where he's desperate to kind of reconnect with his family. But at the same time, his his experience, you know, doesn't really allow him to. So, yeah. It's funny because when you watch a film like this, you know, it's the same reasoning with the Holocaust. And when people are under duress and enslaved like that, you're saying, fight back. Why don't you fight back? You can't. You know, people freeze or they become. Yeah. So this is a small example of that because you're sitting through this whole film. It's like, why don't they do something? They just live in fear. And I just think that, you know, it's good for him to take matters in his own hand because, you know, you want justice. And this film is justice, too. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a really tricky thing. Like a lot of the survivors, you know, because we want it to be believable as well, but a lot of the survivors talked about, you know, the amount of guys that suffered this severe psychological 
damage and committed suicide and, you know, were killed because they became weak. And But this is, you don't know, like you, you're kind of told that you're going to get home at some point and there's this, like, you lose any sense of time after a period and that psychological challenge is really, really tricky. Um, but they also told me, the survivors told me about these mutinies that happened on these boats and, the, and some of them didn't end well and the, the, they were devastating stories in their own right. So I think for, for, for us, that it was important to have, you know, that sense of, you know, um, I don't know, justice is a strange word, but, but yeah, it's important for, for him to have the courage to stand up at the end. Rod, what a powerful film. Your first feature, man. What are you going to do next? Man? I can't wait to see you do next, but that was incredible. And I'm sure you had a great success over all the film uh, festival circuits too. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's been good. Like we've been, we've been lucky. We've received a, you know, a lot of exposure and um, yeah, I mean, in the U S it's, I mean, the film released in premiered in Berlin, was it last year now? So it is, it's like 18 months ago. So it's quite a while now. It's made well, it to the U S but I'm glad it's finally made it there. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously it's, it's not going to break box, box office records, but you know, no, I but it's, it, it's going to bring awareness. It's got great performances. It's just an yeah. incredible film. And thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. So uh, we'll talk. Again uh, soon. Thank, thank you. You know, I really appreciate the interest in the film. So, so thank you. Absolutely. You take care now. All right. You too. Cheers. Cheers, Jeff. See ya.